I'm Ellis Genge and you're listening to Bears Beyond the Gate podcast. Good luck. Hello and welcome to Bears Beyond the Gate, a Bristol Bears podcast made by fans for fans. We're four season card holders at Ashton Gate who love the club, the game and all things Bears. In this week's show we review the final European Challenge Cup pool game against Perpignan. On a freezing night at the gate, the Bears spluttered a little bit before going full throttle in the first half by scoring five tries that warmed the cockles of all us watching fans and defrosted our backsides by forcing us up off our seats. It was a fluid festival of line breaks, offloads and out-the-back passes, reminiscent of the glory days of the cup-winning season. However, there was less thrust in the second half as we appeared to get stuck in neutral and we failed to add to our score. We ask whether better teams would have punished our sloppiness more harshly, whether we will, whether we will ever get a full-fat 80-minute performance, and whether the rebirth of Brisley was simply a one-shot marketing ploy, as our furry friend was nowhere to be seen. We also look forward to the trip to Saracen's Stonex Stadium next Saturday, as our focus shifts back to the Premiership. As assignments go, it's not going to be an easy one. But with international players missing on both sides and the memory of Joyce's last-ditch forward pass that almost gave us victory in Tottenham last season, we try to look at the positives and focus on what we need to do to get some sort of result against the league leaders. We also discuss the impacts of our pot noodle discussions in last pod, but turn to an all more serious, altogether more serious issue this week. Dry robes at rugby. Discuss. Is this a worrying trend that is becoming the fashion equivalent of playing Sweet Caroline at every opportunity? I'm Pete, and as you might have guessed it, I'm only joined again by Lee and Miles for a cheeky beer and some rugby banter. Well, chaps, uh, we're back at the uh, at the pod pad, Lee's gaff. And actually, as, as people may realise... Uh, because you're listening to my dulcet tones, is Tony is MIA again. He what? is, two weeks on the spin. Two weeks on the trot now. Has it been banned? Well, we this do wonder. Very, um, this is a very long birthday celebration, well, isn't it? it? Two weeks on the bounce. I mean, it is on account of extended birthday celebrations today, and to be honest, he's got quite a lot of years to celebrate, hasn't he? So, <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. a big one, wasn't it, this it, year? Well, you know what? I mean, we could say whatever we want because I don't reckon he'll probably listen to this anyway. So uh, anyway, so I'd say Tony's not with us. So it's me again, boys. I'll do my best. I thought we did an all right job last week. We did, mate. Yeah, we yeah, did. Yeah. Yeah, very we got, well hosted. Yeah, well, very and also well pundited, boys. Right, let's get going. So as we like to do before any review of the game, we like to uh, think back to when the team was announced. So uh, late Thursday, team for Perpignan announced. We knew that we, um, well, we knew that we had to get as many points as possible. <laughs> yeah. We may come back to that in a bit later. Yeah, so what did you think when you saw the team come up? Yeah, I was really pleased. I thought, um, I thought Purdy was a little bit unlucky. He obviously played at fullback, didn't he, last week against uh, Zebri. And uh, so he didn't have his best game at fullback, but did play much better when he was on the wing. I think Rich Lane coming in at fullback was was probably justified. Um, I did expect Purdy to end up on the wing, but obviously Diego Bailey was was there, which um, you know he's, he's never let us down before. Yeah, we we, we had now. wondered whether he had gone a bit missing in Pat's yeah, uh, affections, yeah, 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 but yeah, yeah, he came back in. Um, again, we were talking about Williams, you know, at mm. centre. I mean, that was it was a good move. He's you know he played a bit of a blinder, didn't he, when he came on? Um, obviously, Siva getting game time again. 
Uh, I thought that the whole squad, I thought it was it was strong enough to go, you know, win the game. Um, and for me, it was it was good to see Vui again back in the second row. Uh, you know, I just prefer him now. I just think he's, mm. you know, taking mm. those line out balls as well with with um, with Batley. Um, and obviously Harding coming in at eight and then Bradbury going to six, mm. which, you know, there's a lot of firepower there. And our boy Dan Thomas coming in at, yeah. at, at you know, seven, which, which like, you know, for me, he's always number one in, in on my t- team sheet. And we should should uh, clarify to those uh, those uh, people out there that obviously Chris Vui came in quite at the last quite minute. Because Joycey, yeah. Joycey would have started, but um, well, obviously pulled out. One thing that did surprise me though is because anyone that's seen Semi's eye injury last week, yeah. I mean, it, it looked awful, didn't it? Um, and I thought there's no way he's going to be playing this week. And then within a matter of days, he's back in the not just the, in the squad, but in the in the first and he team. Wasn't, I mean, he wasn't holding back, was he? I mean, no. I think you're right. I think you know we were sort of speculating where on his eye he'd got this sort of injury and gash from a stud, but clearly that's been stitched up, hasn't it? Um, no form of protection than what we could see. Um, and it was four guns blazing, so we were surprised. But that was a Great addition, wasn't it? Yeah, the, uh, I mean, squad announcement. It shows that Sammy is uh, is nails. Exactly. Really, isn't he? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Come yeah. on, none of this nonsense. So, Hello. yeah. So as we said, I mean, there was a last minute change. So Chris Vui came off the bench for Joycey, and then John Hawkins came into the twenty three. I mean, you know, that's not a bad bad replacement no, no, for, no, for Joycey. So whatever yeah. happened to Joycey, we hope he's all right. Um, and then yeah, yeah. I mean, we 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 were down there. Uh, Miles and it was it was pretty pretty nippy, wasn't it? Pretty cold. I mean, those uh, unpadded seats in the dolmen. I made the mistake of wearing warming, plenty of layers top half, but only one layer bottom half. Uh, plus, my, plus my underwear, obviously. But then plastic seats. Yeah. They were chilly, weren't they? On I mean, Friday night. It was it was pretty chilly. I mean, I got to hold my hand up and say I went full thermals. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I just know what it's like, and uh, and I suppose um, and I also went very. Very kind of, I went big jacket, but with my European shirt underneath and the hoodie. Um, but you know, I felt that was appropriate. Uh, but I think we may come to a discussion later about where you draw the line with uh, with with jackets on a cold yeah, night. But we'll, we'll see how we get I on. I mean, Tony was sporting some very professional well, sort of uh, Alan Partridge gloves as well. They wasn't were very. They, they, they were, were spotted on Twitter. They were very Lexus those <laughs> gloves. Uh, I, I mean, I'm sure he had toasty hands. Do, do you think they were a birthday present? Wow, an early one, I think. But I, no, well, maybe his 40th birthday. Yeah, it was. Uh, um, but yeah, anyway, so it was pretty pretty nippy. It was. Um, you know, I I know they're professionals and and all that, and it's a job they do. But I must say, I did think fair play to them for for turning up in this uh, in this ball. Anyway, Miles, we started. Uh, I think we started pretty well. I remember. I seem to remember we had a a kind of driving mall that fell a bit short on the first f- very early on, and I thought you know we're we're settling in nicely here. I think Perpignan probably you know don't fancy it that much, no. even though they had something to play for. But lo and behold, they go and score. What was that all about then? Uh, I don't know because I think the run of play was sort of with Bristol. To be honest with you, I agree. We had a um, sorry. We had uh, just picking up the Lee's towel. I've just chucked on the floor. <laughs> You're right. We had a couple of penalties, didn't we? And you know we were going for the driving ball. One of which I think f- failed, and there was a few little overthrows from Thacker. But we thought, oh, same old, same old. But you're right. Against the cross of play, uh, the, the the play really they um, sort of pinged through, didn't they? Which what we thought was a sort of massive forward sort of pass. Lo and behold, examined by the TMO uh, and the ref, and it would appear it just came off a Perpignan chest and a little 
cheeky run through from was it Crossdale was it? Ali Crossdale yeah, we've seen him do that before seen him do that yeah. many a time before against us hasn't he and actually it was it was a bit yeah against the runner play it was a little bit annoying but quite a well worked try from them yeah I mean it was it was a bit it was a bit of a surprise and I did wonder how we're going to react but luckily we reacted very very quickly and um, Lee I mean it was I think it was about a minute later yeah we, we got back up their end again punching their line and uh Little, little 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 Harry Randall goes yeah. over. What do you, yeah, what, what do you well, think about that? I mean, I, I like the way we started the game as well because we started running the ball from kickoff, didn't we? Yeah. So we made our, our intentions known right from the off, which was good. That was positive. Um, and it, it was it was good work from the forwards, wasn't it? They're keeping the ball well. And um, I thought Sinclair and Backley worked well together, actually. There's some good you know driving runs from, yeah. from both of them. And then, um, and then Randall doing... Harry Randall stuff, wasn't yeah. it? He just opened the, saw the gap and just slid in. Kind of had his, the top half of his body like, you know, contorted mm. around yeah, to get did, the ball they? down on the try line. But it was a well-taken try. I mean, it's interesting that because quite a lot of the time we see in those situations, we see it kind of slow down a bit and we see all the forwards kind of go round mm. and then the, one of them picks them up and then just seems to go to deck straight mm. away. And, and, and often there's a, a danger that, you know, it peters out or the ball gets held up because it becomes quite... Um, Comes comes quite kind of obvious what's happening. So I think it was really good from Harry that you know yeah. that he he, he he saw a tiny little gap yeah. and took control and, and you know virtually unstoppable it's, when you're when you're the size of a, a pint of milk. It is. I mean, it's true because like you just said, those those moves can come. Some sometimes they can stagnate, can't yeah. they? And then yeah, they so just, that was a word. Yeah, I was thinking, yeah, trying to yeah, think of yeah. yeah. So um, so yeah, it was you know Harry Randall in a perfect place and. I think what he's given us is that little bit of sharpness again, yeah, you know, yeah, since yeah. he's come back from injury. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, yeah, so we were back on it. It was right in front of the post. So uh, AJ slotted it over and, and we're back to seven all. It's a bit like, OK, let's just let's start again. Yeah, now. Yeah, let's like start that, the it? game. And, and of course, actually, it, it clearly kind of put us into a, into, a, into the right mood. And really, from that moment on, right up to half time, we were pretty much dominant and uh, we scored... Well, another four tries. So I think, you know, in honour of those tries, I think we should go through them one by one So and, and see what we thought about them. If you can remember them, lads, and if you can't, I do. Yeah, I can't, do. don't yeah. worry. <laughs> so, so after the, the Randall one, there was, I say, there was a flurry of, of dabs over the whitewash, as, uh, as the fans would say. So the next one was, uh, was our mate, well, everyone's mate, Ellis Genge popping up for yet mm. another try. Mm. Um, can you remember what happened there, Miles? Uh, I remember his second try. <laughs> All right, we'll go to Lee. Can you remember yeah, what happened I, to the first I one? I can vaguely. I mean, I know it, it, it really started with Perping on panicking a little yeah. bit on their own 22, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. And um, and they hoofed the ball out to Rich Lane, mm. um, who then had a great carry. Yeah. I think it was an offload to Vui. Possibly, it? yeah. To Chris Vui. Um, and then it was that, that brilliant angle from AJ McGinty. Mm. Um, he just kind of took the guy to the left and he opened up the space. Genge was on his shoulder. And then, well, you know, when Ellis yeah. Genge gets the ball in that yeah, position, yeah. it's a try. It's one of those tries, when they're scored, you think, God, that's so easy. They made like, it look like, it, didn't they? Why do, we, why do teams yeah. not score more like that? Because, yeah. yeah, I mean, it was brilliant from AJ. It's what we've kind of been saying we needed is a, is a fly half to take the ball on the on the run, yeah. spot the space, go through the gap, get his arms out, yeah. offload it. And, and to have somebody running the right angle. And of course, it wasn't one of our centres running the right angle, it was our third centre, yeah. uh, Ellis Genge, who, uh, yeah, great line. And again, over. the beauty of that is, 
Genji went in between the posts as yeah. well, so yeah. then we got a nice, easy conversion for another two points. Yeah, so it was, uh, yeah, I mean, then it was, you know, things were looking up, and uh, it wasn't long. Top Miles, are you ready for this one? It wasn't long before we scored our third try. Now, I'll, I'll give you a clue about it, Miles, right? <laughs> the, the, official, the official Twitter feed from yeah, Bristol yeah, Bears, yeah, their headline was Thackledinho. Oh, okay. Right, so, on the basis of that, can you remember how this try was scored? Well, there we are. Well, obviously we had the, you know, a Rich Lane pumped it up, uh, pumped up the field with Another the kick, pump, didn't he? Yeah. Jason took the fullback down. I think it came back, and there was a little, uh, uh, what was it a McGinty sort of like? I don't know if it was a pop out to um, Thacker, wasn't it? Who didn't quite. No, get it, no, you got it wrong. Oh, you got it wrong. Dear. I'll tell you what happened. Right, Go it on, was, then. it was, it played out, got to semi, semi on the crash ball. Now. What we like hope that happens when Semi gets a crash ball is not that he goes to deck straight away, is that he managed to get his arms free. It's right in the middle of the park, inside their half, went for the offload. Unfortunately, it came off the backside, a quite substantial backside oh, of one it? of the French. It came off, I should say, came off a derriere. Um, but as a Thacker does very well, he was in support and... Basically, um, very quick thinking by Thax, he volleyed it. Oh, that this is it. it, Miles, it's a football term. He yeah. volleyed it, yeah. <laughs> hence the reference to Thackledinio. Yeah. And not only did he volley it, but he, it then bounced up. And he caught it again, didn't he? And then he drew the man, full back, and popped it to our period, Dan Thomas, who yeah. was doing what every good in, uh, flanker is there. He's on his shoulder, overside flanker on his shoulder, canters in. And we should credit Rich Lane for that, because yep. the kick ahead... Not only did he chase it down, but mm. he kept the man down, and, and then we're, we're playing in their field, their you know their territory. Then, which was uh, you know it was great. And that got, I mean, this that got us fans. You know, we were pumped after that. Oh, you know, the cold. Yeah, yeah. As I said, we were we scored so many tries, we were up and down so yeah. many times that our, our frozen backsides were thawing out nicely. You know, we're thinking this is this is this is the Bristol of old. This is the Bears' way. Line breaks, offloads, hitting space. Where's it all gone? And then again, we, it wasn't long before there was another one, probably I'd say the best try of all. Um, it was finished eventually by um, Siva uh, Nualango right in the corner with, with his, his kind of trademark rugby league-esque kind of, uh, kind of um, finish. But it was a, it was a lovely move. It, it, I think we flowed backwards and forwards and sideways and then eventually hit the blind. Um, and uh, can you remember? Can you remember what happened, Lee? Well, as far as I remember, it was a line act to buoy yep. to start with, wasn't yep. it? And the thing that I remember most about that try was the one-two with Semi and Genge. That's the one. Um, and it, it was like, go back to football terms again, the old yeah. one-two. Yeah. And it, it was class, wasn't it? And, um, you know, obviously you open up the space then. But I love it when we go down the blind mm. side because, you know, just something about just hitting those, that narrow patch... Yeah. And um, and it was great to see Siva get on the end of it because obviously another player that's coming back from injury, one of many, um, and there's nothing he likes more than well, apart from tackling high, is uh, scoring <laughs> tries. So exactly. uh, so that was a beauty. And by then, we're what's that? Four tries then. Yeah. Four tries. And we're we're yeah. absolutely flying, aren't and we? I, and I think I mean it was a there was a break by Genge as well before it, and I think it was you know it was, it was almost we're talking about a loose head prop that was making more breaks from mm. the centre of the park than most of our centres have but done all season. He's, he's not it's any old loose head prop, though, is he? I mean, it's he? incredible. <laughs> and he was placing himself in the back line, wasn't he? Sort of, you yeah. know, quite half the match, ready out on the end, nearly on the wing as a receiver. Yeah. It was just I mean, a you phenomenal know, play. I know we all knew that he's a great player, and mm. he proved that at Leicester. 
but you you kind of there's a little bit of a doubt when when someone comes over and they've yeah, had that yeah. massive high and you know we knew that Leicester had built a, a very kind of strong team around him and you there was a little doubt is like would he reproduce that sort of form but I think there's no doubt in my mind that uh, you know he has been the one signing that you, we haven't got value we've got more than what I, we I value think, for him and yeah, I think equally as valuable is the contribution that Genge is giving like off the pitch mm. because you can see there's definitely stirrings now of you know someone grasping yeah. the mantle well it's funny yeah. you should say that because nicely linked into the final try of that half which was another break by uh, nice little work in the midfield little break by semi who appeared to be just cantering over the line. The last minute popped it to yes. no other than Alice Genge. Yeah. Now, I've got I a think theory on this you've one. You've got a theory, <laughs> and I think I've got a theory, and Miles might have a theory on why Semi, an international player who's hungry yeah. for points, decided to pass to a man when he was already over the line. So, yeah. what's your theory? My theory is I think that Semi kind of glanced up, he saw the post heading towards him, and uh, or him heading towards yeah. the post. And I think with his dodgy eye, I think he thought, oh, "Shit, yeah. there's a player coming to opposition player coming to tackle me," and he offloaded it to yeah. Genji. It's like natural kind of rugby instincts came into play. Is that yeah. he'd been taught all his life, you know, draw yeah. the man, pop. And he thought, "Bloody hell, that's a big fella as well." But then, but then in hindsight, well, he must have thought he's a big, fe- he's very tall, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but he's quite thin. Hell of a shadow. Yeah, yeah, quite thin. It's Romney. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, I think that's not a bad theory. I mean, I, I don't know. What do you think, Miles? I'm going to corroborate that theory. Yeah. I, I can't think of any other reason. I mean, the most unselfish rugby sort of uh, of score of the night, wasn't it? To pop into his mate Genge, unless Genge thought. Yeah, I'm the chief around here. Well, sunshine, it's funny you, know. you say that, Miles, because that's my theory. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think this shows the influence of Ellis Genge mm. has got in this squad already is that Semi, Semi Randrandra may be a, a you know, highly paid international world player. World-class player. World-class yeah. player. Yeah, yeah. And, but he now knows who the governor is. <laughs> Bristol, <laughs> doesn't he? And he knows that even when he's about to score, on his shoulder, he heard a little voice in his shoulder is, Oi, me babber. <laughs> You're going yeah, up Melvin you're Square if you yeah. yeah, I'm glad you said that. But yeah, and I, I'm not joking. I reckon that is a, a testament to the governess, governorship yeah. that Ellis Gedge has already achieved in yeah. this club. Is that Semi Randrandra, massive big Semi, was yeah. too scared to not pass it to I him. I think so. And I also think maybe Genji will be taking penalties from next well, week. Well, no, there we are. Yeah. I'll tell you what, McGinty, I mean, he knew he was under. If he, if he, I think he only missed one, didn't he? he and, did. uh, there was a hard one, but he yeah. knew. He knew he was on, he's on probation, and I yeah. saw Ellis was doing his hamstring stretching up, and you know, and and he's he's fancies the old dropout as well from the restart, Genji, because I've seen him a couple of times looking at those restarts, shaking his head, mm. not not happy with them at all. And uh, anyway, all we need do is is I mean we'll talk I mean, we, we'll talk about this later maybe, but in fact all we need now is Genji to do the contracts, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway, so. We had a great fit. I mean, the first half, I think our joyous kind of bantering yeah. represents how we did feel at half-time. It was, uh, it was cold, but we, we, we'd had our cockles warmed um, by some really great rugby. And, and also the fact that we had kind of come back from the initial try from Perpignan. And we clearly had kind of gone up the gears. And I've got to say, Miles, at the time, when it, at half-time, I thought, God, if I was a Perpignan player, I would, I do not, I would not fancy this now. I... I would actually be thinking, how on earth can we can there be any other result 
apart from a, a cricket score. Well, we, we all thought them at we that thought stage. That. I mean, what was it? 33-7 at half-time. We just, um, you know, come back from that one try, scored some beautiful tries, a bit champagne rugby-esque, yeah. which is what we've loved of Bristol in previous seasons. You're right. Um, and I thought this is going on to be a 60-pointer, without doubt. Perpignan must be uh, going to that changing rooms thinking, I mean, flight back to France acquired here. Yeah, I mean, we've seen it, you know, a lot of the French teams, they don't travel historically very well yeah. away, do they? And at that point, when you're already 33 points to seven down, the, the chances are, if you're going on, you know, they do tend to let their heads drop. And yeah, then you do I think, agree. well, 50, 60 isn't, you know, it isn't impossible. But, but you know, and also we, we, I don't know if you noticed, boys, or you must have noticed, that we also did a little bit of a huddle before we yeah, went back we in half-time, which seems to be since the London Irish game, i.e. the Zebra game and this one, this seems to be a new little thing, which, which makes me you know, think that some of the kind of decision-making or responsibility is being devolved a little bit from the coaching team to the players, which I think is a good thing. Yeah. And that was part of it. Clearly it didn't work, though, did it? Because well. <laughs> um, you know, we came out... Well, expecting them to come out, and of course, it wasn't us that that pushed on at all. It no. was it was Perpignan who scored very very quick. He scored a couple of very quick tries, and actually then mm. started looking like every time they got the ball, okay, they were looking dangerous. Well, it was, it because was unbelievable. we've got to remember, they still had a chance of qualifying. They well, did, didn't we? So, yeah, yeah, well, this yeah. is what I, I imagine we didn't, we didn't yeah. really pay much attention. And I think to. I think maybe that was something their coach pointed out. Yeah. You know, in the in the change room, probably had a whiteboard up and he had the kind of permutations and said, boys, you know, there is a chance here yeah. for yeah. another game. So, so yeah, and of course, the trouble is, Miles, as soon as a team is put under pressure, despite, even if they have been dominant in the first half, pressure is a ridiculous thing. And of course, we then went back to our old ways. Well, we know this, don't we? That the, well, in most games of the season, the pressure is on. Uh, we're pushed back into our 22, which I thought Perpignan played really well, started to kick the ball long, um, forcing us to retreat quite a bit. Uh, and the covering man often got isolated uh, and pinged and caught in our 22. And a bit like, I don't feel as if we spent much time at all uh, in their 22 we in the second I think half. we huffed and puffed, didn't we? Yeah, we absolutely. You know, well, we'll talk about Max Laheef did... Try and score, didn't he? Mm. But just drop the ball over the line. We got another where it was held up, wasn't it? I think yeah. in the second half we got over the line. So Perpignan really stepped up. You could argue that some of the some of the Bristol changes made in the second half um, changed the leadership and the, the dynamic of how well we were doing. I, I'll give you an example that Sheedy came on at 61 and looked substandard. From what we'd seen from McGinsey, his popping play, his dynamism, I just thought Sheedy was just really disappointing. Quickly popping along the line and back to his same old no inventiveness style. Maybe the change, maybe you're right, we thought we were up, but maybe we brought on Andy Uren a bit too quick. Um, I know the forwards get a bit tired and we brought them on the 70, 80 and 71st minutes, but you could, you know, Uren and Sheedy coming on, those are key positions, aren't they? Uh, and it just didn't seem to work. I mean, after I, that point. I wonder whether there was an element of, despite that, mm. it was felt the game was won. And yeah. actually, Randall is looking so much better at scrum half than anyone else that we, we need him so much that we maybe it was thought we need to protect him. Yeah, and yeah, similarly I mean, with McGinty, who, who 
you know, he looks now that he got his mojo back a little yeah. bit. Um, so, and of course, those sort of um, substitutions can disrupt the flow a little bit. Um, I still think there's no real excuse because, you know, we are sold this idea of it doesn't matter. You know, it's a system yeah, and it's no, a squad I game. But I do wonder whether a little bit of momentum. And, well, you know, Andy didn't have the same zip as, as Harry. And I think we got, we've been playing a zippy game and it, it kind of slowed down a bit. Well, I just wanted to add to that because I... I I can see where Pat's been a bit scarred by injuries because let's face it, we, we have had huge amount of injuries, I know. But when we say it's like it's the system, but like Miles has just alluded to there, we've got two completely different players in AJ McGinty and Cam Sheedy. They don't play the same way. No. And this is nothing again. I do feel, Miles, you were a little bit harsh on Sheedy. <laughs> yeah. But it's not easy to step in 60 minutes. But I just feel like it will change the dynamic of the match because they're two totally different players. Mm, so where, okay. whereas McGinty is, is going to try something a little bit different, Sheedy won't, and we know he won't. Yeah. And I just feel like at that point, um, Perpignan had already scored their two tries, hadn't they? So mm. they're already coming back into the game. And I just feel that, you know, we've got to take those injuries aside and we've just got to play the game and... For me, it's not acceptable. And that second, the, sorry, their third try, where they basically just ran up through the middle. Mm. I mean that that, was poor. that, that poor. is poor. And that that is that is worrying because you know that that worries you about you know better teams mm. that we may well play, for example, next weekend, who probably wouldn't have let us get away with that many points in the first half, no. and then and then you know may well have put the pressure on like that so see one thing stuff that, to work on one thing I don't know if you guys picked up on this but uh, Sean Marsden was asked after by mm. the commentator is it hard to play when at half time when you've got such a big lead mm -hmm. and it, it's not it's, you've got everything facing the right way mm. so if anything the, the good teams yeah. they stamp on people's throats with a, a lead like that at half time so yeah. you know what I mean it's it's yeah. easier to play when you're 33 yeah. 7 up yeah. than it is if you're 33 7 Which down. Normally are, God, actually, <laughs> I'm glad he mentioned Sean because, again, he was put up for interview afterwards. And, and last week, John Muldoon was. Yeah. And, and again, I, this is what I'm saying about yeah. I'm sensing yeah, a little yeah. bit of a devolving responsibility, which is a good thing. It's but refreshing, I, isn't I it? Mean, I mean, I, I did laugh with Sean. Um, because I did laugh. The talk he's talking about. Oh yeah, we he, he referred to. We had a few bits and pieces. <laughs> we had a few bits. Of, so this is the new phrase. Is that we, it wasn't yeah. learning. Yeah, it's yeah. it's uh. got to work on a few bits and pieces, which yeah. I quite like actually. It it was quite. I kind of I know what he's saying without him actually saying anything. Yeah. And uh, it was kind of it was like a nice way of saying we were really rubbish in the second half. Yeah. Just got to work on a few bits and we, pieces. Yeah. We we can't listen to that. We can't have any more learnings from. From no. any of the coaches. Well, so now, say we, we get an absolute smashing. Are they going to put yeah. up Jordan Crane at the interview at the end? Just chat about the defence. Well, I think we uh, should have a. Know, we, should, we could have a poll actually, couldn't we? we should get Tony to do a poll. Like after the Saracens game, who's going to be put up for the interview? Just that interview. Is it going to be? Uh, is it going to be Jordan? Because he hasn't had one. Mm -hmm. uh, Sean's just had one. John Muldoon's had one. Um, well, I, I just wonder because uh, you know a couple of weeks ago we did say that that really Pat looked completely resigned and, and lost didn't he and you know I just feel that kind of if this if this is you know if that's sprung from that kind of that day that night mm. when we got beaten 
I just feel it is good that they're yeah. sharing the load and that's yeah. the way it should be. Yeah. And I think Pat letting go a little yeah. bit of the grasp is a good thing because then so. we're, collectively we, it all feels like we're in it. We, it's nice to see yeah. Sean Marsden yeah. come out and talk yeah, after absolutely. the game. I, I mean, I, I, you know, we're, we're kind of joking about it a little bit, but I actually think it is a really good thing. And I think it's a, it is, we, we might be completely wrong, but you know, it's what we thought. And I, th- I think it's a really good point. I think it's, it's it, even, you know, despite the fact it was a bad second half, it's just better for the club to yeah. feel that yeah. there's a shouldering yeah. and a sharing of the kind of, of the, of the, of the game. So well done. Right. Let's think about a couple of other things. Let's think performances, boys. Um, uh, we got forwards back. So I think Lee, were you going to, uh, do you want to take the forwards? Uh, I'll um, take the forwards. And then yeah. I'll take the backs. Okay. Um, did I say I was going to take the backs, Miles? Doesn't matter. Oh, right. just oh, no, wait, oh, no, I've got it all wrong. I'll do the forwards. No, I said, what, well, Miles is going to do the forwards. Because <laughs> he's obviously... Spare and you're doing the backs. I'll do the backs and you're chipping in. Yeah, yeah that's, yeah, what, we, that's, what, we, some spare. that's mean, what we decided in our agenda. Yeah. I've already berated some spare bears. So. Go on, Miles, because it's your sort of area. Well, you there we go. go. the forwards. So, I mean, I thought... Um, I, I mean, I thought... Genja had an amazing game, yeah. really. I mean, it was leadership up front, scoring two tries. Man of the match? Yeah. For me, absolutely. Did he get man of the match? Must have done. I, I, I imagine I, so. I, I don't know. I mean, we were obviously live there. But I imagine so. Real leadership. And, you know, nearly did some nine out of ten, really. I thought he was fantastic. Fax, yeah, you know, a great running game. But the set piece, um, as we said, training ground stuff, overthrows, or whether the timing with the jumpers is not quite there, but something went wrong. He's got to nail that, hasn't he? The, the further we go in the competition. And I thought Sinclair was pretty lively. Um, and you know they all got substituted at the end of the game that's understandably Vui stepped in and Batley I thought were great um, Bradbury at 6 was looking lively DT scored a great try um, and he was a pest and lively the whole game I thought he was, he was what? A, a, a pest really oh a pest a pest is like Perpignan um, which is what he's known for isn't he? he's a great jackaler he's yeah. a great tackler he was fantastic and I thought Fitz had a great game, great running game um, at number eight. He was great in the line, doing some great runs off the back of the um, uh, the malls and the rucks. So, you know, we actually, and I think towards the end, we were starting to get some scrum penalties. Mm. So eventually, looking at that pack, <laughs> you thought that could smash many a team, couldn't you, in yeah. Europe and in, in, in the Premiership. And eventually they did, stuck pan through penalties. Uh, and that was encouraging. So I thought generally, yeah, the pack were great. And it's it's what we've said before, isn't it? I mean, the the whole the whole basis of rugby is like if you've got a strong, solid pack, then you've got a foundation to exactly. build from. And you know, it, it's nice. But I I'm starting to feel we're much more reliable, and I feel much more confident that we're going to start winning these balls and you know yeah. get, getting the ball out of the scrum oh. quick and you know what I mean, carrying the ball ball on. So. Yeah, I think that was a fair assessment by Miles. It was, and I, I just, I'm, I'm furiously scrolling through our Facebook account because I know you mentioned just then, Miles, that uh, when you mentioned facts overthrowing, that you've also put a caveat in about, well, sometimes it's the jumper. Oh, and I think it? there's a reason for that because oh, I, I seem then. to remember that the last, uh, I'm just looking back to when we posted last week's. Uh, Oh, here we go. About yes, our mistakes in the. And uh, this is from a, a, a listener of ours, Christopher Haynes, yeah, who okay. responded to the post last week, saying, "Enjoyed the pod as always, boys. Mm. Thanks very much, Christopher. We appreciate yeah, that. Appreciate um, it. Just remember, and this is obviously aimed at you, Miles. All right. It's easy to blame the hooker for miss lineouts. <laughs> Jumper goes up half a second late, and it misses. Lifter stands half a meter out of place after their dance routine, and it misses. The hooker is throwing the ball to where the jumper should be at the peak of the jump." 
The ball has left the hooker's hands before the jumper is in place. So there's more people to blame for a missed line-out. Well, there we are. So maybe it and is the jumpers. And that is, that is it's fair a fair point. point. And fair I wanted point. to bring it up this week. Not to blame you, Mike, because we all said the same. But yeah. it is a fair point. And, you know... The, the, only, the only problem is, is like when we go right to the back of the line-out. Yes. And then, and yes. that's then slightly different. Yeah, overthrowing is, is... Is the issue. But, yeah. Yeah. Christopher, I think I did reply on behalf of the pod by, to that post by saying, noted noted and I've yeah. noted it and now and that's, so thanks yeah, for that yeah, feedback yeah. And just to say to everyone out there um, we do appreciate feedback we, yeah. we clearly aren't complete experts <laughs> on this as you know we try and say it as we see it and, uh, we and ask sometimes questions and, and, and generally give us the answers. Yeah. <laughs> but, but in a way, that's the whole point. Because if we yeah. were perfect, no one would have anything to say. Know, so, so we're doing it on purpose, obviously. Right, let's move on. So that was the that was the forwards. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to add any more to that. Apart from somebody did mention, actually, I don't, I don't know if it was on one of our Twitter things, that they were sitting quite near the bench. And, and yeah. Genji looked Genji. pretty angry when he mm. came off. He didn't want to come off at all. Right, okay. We like that. The governor yeah, was not absolutely. happy. The yeah. governor was looking at the other governor and was not happy. So yeah. that's good to know. Anyway, the backs. Um, yeah, I mean, I, again, I thought the first half, I thought Randall just has proved what we've been missing, really. And, and maybe that's one of the, the reasons why we've had such a poor first half of the season or since October, because, you know, he's he's moved on. And I think there were those days when we always thought it was 50-50, yeah. Harry and Andy. And now, I've got to say, it's it's all Harry and it was you know the gap has got a bit wider, so great for yeah. Harry Randall. Just just general pace and tempo, it just yeah. it kills teams. Yeah. Um, and likewise, AJ McGinty, I thought as a halfback pairing, they were unbelievable in that first half. Now people might say, oh, the opposition were a bit weak, they left a few gaps, but nah, I, I just think they 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 put the pressure on Perpignan and and didn't let go. Yeah, um, one thing I'd want to see from AJ personally is a bit more consistency. Because we all know what he can do, yeah. but he's had a couple of, Ooh. you know, ups and up and down games, hasn't he? But, I, yeah, yeah. I just want him to yeah. play more. As I'm, just, sh- yeah. you know. As I'm sure Christopher Haynes would point out, and because is that also, I mean, halfbacks are kind of um, influenced by what the pack are doing as well. And if, yeah. if you're on the front foot, then it is it is a lot easier. If you're yeah. on the back foot, and perhaps AJ has had some games where he's been on the back foot, and then of course he tried too hard. So I guess we've got to be balanced and fair, but Absolutely. I think it's a really yeah, good yeah. point. It's a really good point. And actually, we were starting to worry a little bit that maybe we weren't going to see the, the quality that AJ mm. had at sale and wondering a little bit, like, have we bought him on the way down? But actually, you know, I'm, I'm much He's more optimistic. Yes, so yes. if we get it right everywhere else. Um, yeah, the other thing I should mention, we didn't really mention him in the talking about the, the game, but, but James Williams again. Mm. I mean, you know, he looked the part and he, yeah. he looks the part because he's a bit chunky yes. and he's and he's, he's streetwise and that's what you want your inside centre to be. Absolutely. Um, and again, it, it beggars, or it asks the question, why is it taking so long to get him in the game or in the team? A bit like we, we asked that question about Ibatoi. We, mm. we, we were sort of felt as though he was being held back when, you know, and yeah. not really tried. And of course that was a, that, that, that he was proved, he proved to be a, a great, a great contribution before he got injured, annoyingly. And of course, we don't know what's happened to him because no one tells us anything about injuries, but we no. hope it's not too bad. So, well, yeah, James Williams. Well, yeah. Do you know, I mean, I was thinking in midweek, we did get a bit more from We Pat, did get a bit, didn't we? And I did, I, I thought, because we mentioned it on a pod a week or two back, 
And I thought, I wonder if that's changing yeah. slightly as well. That we're just getting a little bit more information yeah. coming out. Yeah. Well, that's happened in the past, hasn't it? It, it does for a couple of weeks. Mm. Uh, when uh, a certain podcast, a uh, local podcast, sort of questions yeah. it. Well, we did John Evely yeah. maybe presses in a press conference yeah. midweek a little bit more. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and we get some information. But then it, it goes dry again. Well, it's like at Zebra. It was only half a huddle at half-time. And yeah, then, yeah, yeah. then on Friday, it was a full huddle. Yeah. Um, yeah. James Williams came on at half-time. We said he should start. He started. Mm. Um, influencers. Influencers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Anyway. So what else? Um, well, yeah. I mean, Semi. You know, I think he, he enjoyed having Williams outside. I mean, Semi did what Semi generally is asked to do, which is just bulldoze round down the middle. And I did say to Tony a couple of times, he never passes. There was a few other times in the second yeah. half when we were trying to push it. And he, it's almost like he's been programmed yeah. that he's got to go into contact. And I know a lot of people say that's the point because he draws in defenders. But if there's no end product for that, then you think, well, maybe let's try something a bit different. And yeah. I know he likes the offload. And, and of course, in the first half, we did benefit from that massively. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I guess what he's trying to do. But there are times where I just think, is he a bit one-dimensional? Because he, he never kicks. No. He, he doesn't really do any, like... Charles Piertow-esque no-look passing, you know, or through the hands quick. It's mm. generally get the ball and smash. And I don't know. I mean, I'm not complaining because, I mean, I'm, I'd rather have someone like that. But yeah. I just wonder, there was just got me thinking, like, is he, does he, is he, I don't know, could he just pass it a little bit more sometimes? Anyway, yeah, let's move on. But he's still always great to have in the side. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And fair play to him for, you know, for, for playing after what he looked like he'd had major eye surgery. Um, so that was pretty good. Um, and Bailey then didn't get much of a chance though. Who didn't? Bailey, did he? Bailey. Well, no, this no. is how I wanted to come to Bailey. Oh, before I come to Bailey, quick mention of Lane again. Yeah, just looks yeah. quality. Like James, he's, he's in the James Williams mould. He, yeah, he's, he he's hewn from, you know, the Championship where there's no yeah. quarter games and he's, you know, you've got, you, you know, you can't showboat down there. Yeah. And then he doesn't showboat. He does a great. He does the job, really just well. Reliable, wasn't he? It was one pick up and pass a pick up. He did, and then he got up and dinked around and got us out of trouble, and I just thought, that's quality. So, well done. But Bailey, yeah. I mean, we were quite surprised. If you said Bailey coming in, we thought maybe he'd lost a bit of favour. And But one of the things we've said about Bailey this season is the poor lad never seems to get the ball mm. at pace just in front of him. Yeah. And it's, this kind of was the way, I even in the first half on... Uh, on um, Friday, I felt a bit sorry for me, and he looked—he was getting colder and colder out on that wing. And he was a, there was a few times where you know they were in there twenty-two, the Fords have got it, and he's done his right thing. He's pushed right out on the touchline, and he's and he's thinking he's 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 probably hoping. Yeah. That, yeah. And I was saying to Tony next to me, I think I was saying, well, he needs to get the ball out really quick. Bailey's got loads of space, and he can mm. have a run. And of course, he just—you could see he had a bit of a forlorn look on his face. He knew what was coming. Fords, pick it up, punch, pick it up, punch. Yeah. You know, and I felt a bit <laughs> sorry for him. Anyway, so what happened in the? So I think three quarters away in the first half, which did make us laugh in a kind of not a, in a you know in a we're not trying to be we're not trying to belittle the situation was that he took a kick in the twenty-two, and really, in all tents of purposes, he should have called the mark. But he, he tried to run with it because I think genuinely he was so cold. He, he just, he just, and he hadn't done anything. He just wanted to do something. Yeah, yeah. And he got absolutely marmalised. I mean, fair play, he presented the ball and, you know, it got, it, we then carried on. But as he emerged from this ruck, he was hobbling. And I thought, oh no, poor lad. He's got, and he was, he was at his angle. Anyway, he went down, the game carried on, these medics ran on. And poor old Diego looked, and he was like, he was had his head on his hands, and, yeah, and, and I thought, oh, poor lad. 
Anyway, so this carried on, and they they eventually got him Took up. Him off. And the medic, one of the medics, had to put his first aid kit down on the grass, and they started taking Diego off. Game still going on, and I'm like, Tony, they, well, I think it was you, Mars. I think he's, he's left. He's left his pack. He, he's, he's forgotten, oh, and they go off, and he, and he and he he hasn't. He, I said he could have carried it as well. Anyway, I think. Um, Obviously, a lot of the South Stand of the Dolmen had noticed this, and then the game—I think there was a line out in front of us on the in the Dolmen—and then yeah. the game stopped for something for another injury, and, and another medic came on. It was a lady came on, and she comes over, and she's sort of faffing around with our players, and we're all thinking, and she realised that the bag's still there, so yeah, the whole yeah. of the Dolmen's going over there, the bag, the bag, <laughs> like that, and she—you could sort of she—she's like wondering what's going on. Anyway, the, the refs obviously say, right, let's get it off. Water carriers off. Look, she then starts kind of. Jogging towards the bag. We're like, yeah! And we're all going, <laughs> She gets the bag. And you're thinking, good girl. She got the bag. Picks it up. She walks about three metres and puts it down. <laughs> so that the medic who had it in the we first place it. had to come on and get it. Yeah, it was brilliant. Oh, she was like, it's, like, it's not my bag. Oh, helpful. I'll, I'll get it off the pitch, but it ain't my bag. <laughs> I'm not carrying that bag <laughs> yeah. back. You come and get your bag. Honestly, it was quality. And we were all laughing. Because bandages are heavy, though, Well, it is. I mean, she, she probably said two bags. It's not in her contract. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah that's worked to rule. She could have pulled her back out, maybe. I mean, you yeah. could put your back out, as you know, as, as we do from yeah. time to time. And <laughs> health and safety, I mean, I, you know, fair play to her. So anyway, well, it was about Bailey's performance, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> but, so anyway, let's, let's, let's leave it there. I think, um, you know, it was a, it was a good win. It, it got us a home, eventually, with other results. It got yeah. us a home, um, a home tie. Well, we're going to talk about that. Which we'll later, talk about, a bit, you know, maybe at the end. But it was, uh, you know, I think ultimately... Um, it was the best we could have hoped for. The performance, there was a few worries. And, of course, um, this takes us on to next week because, you know, Challenge Cup is now filed away for a, for a couple a of months. months. Yeah. Um, we know we've got a, a home game. We think it, well, we know it's Claremont Van, which yeah. is something to look forward to. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's a, you know, it, it's, it's not an easy tie, but that's the sort of thing we need at the S3. The, yeah. So we've got that to look forward to. We've got that in our back pocket. And now we've got... Um, the, now we've got Saracens with the Stone X, which <laughs> is the sort of thing that you have nightmares about generally because yeah. the Stone X is the sort of place that it doesn't seem like anybody can get a result. I mean, a plastic pitch, athletics ground with one wow. big stand. Um, but, but boys, a couple of variables coming into play. They're going to lose more internationals than us. Yeah, and actually, Ben Earl, who's playing unbelievably, is yeah. not there. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Atoji, Daly, who's also on a real hot streak. Yeah. And also Farrell, because they're using that one to soak up his, his suspension so he can play the Six Nations. So yeah. there's a modicum well, of hope. Normally, that but, would be a positive yes. thing, wouldn't it? But we've already been burned by what we classed as the, the second string Saracen's uh, side, haven't we? I mean, yeah, so, many teams do, don't they? So, And we've got also remember that we've got that brilliant front row that we were talking about just a minute ago, and we've got two of that More more free, relief, free. We, we, Well, we've got two of our three front yeah, row missing uh, as remaining, well, absolutely. which is going to be, yeah. you know, it's going to be a tough old task. And, and actually, in many ways, Saracens are at a place that we want to be. Yeah, They've got a, a long-standing coach who is very very savvy who doesn't go on ups and downs mm-hmm. I mean Mark McCall is probably yeah. almost one of the most underrated coaches because Absolutely. he doesn't get spoken about in big jobs does he but no, what no, a job he's no. done and also they have got an um, unbelievable 
academy system or youth system that has created all of these players that are yeah. indoctrinated into a, a way of playing. They don't seem to make many mistakes. No. Um, and they're, they're, they're years ahead of what we want to be. And I mean, we yeah. will be there. But, you know, the likes of Ben but you know, likes of Jackson Ray, mm. Andy Christie, and people like that. That's you know. the thing. I mean, that system has been in place for yeah. decades, you know. So they, they've got their system already sorted. Yeah. When they, these internationals, you know, aren't playing, the players that step yeah. up play the same game. Oh, absolutely. Exactly. But, you know, we thought the same last year, actually, to be honest. And, uh, you know, me and Tony trotted off to the Tottenham Hotspur mm. Stadium, your... Uh, you know, the My sort of thing you dream team. about and, yeah. uh, you know, expecting to get a bit of a mullering and we took them all away and if it wasn't for Joyce's unfortunate forward pass, we would have, we'd have won that game and, yeah. and, you know, I mean, I caught COVID that weekend so I can't remember that much <laughs> about it but what I do remember is that we had a, that we had a couple of breaks that went our way but we, we capitalised on that and we put them under pressure and anybody who's put under pressure and I remember Rich Lane had an absolute storm of a game yeah, um, mm. and, uh, and actually, Antoine, annoyingly, Antoine Frisch had a storm oh, of a game, but, but we got James Williams. Yeah, Williams yeah, yeah, could, yeah, absolutely. He could, be the he could be the new Frisch. Yeah. So, you know, there's something to be positive about. It's going to be, I think, ironically, it was probably easier to play, get a result at Tottenham than it was at Stonex. But I just think we've got to be positive. We have got some, you know, some really good players. We forget that sometimes in the, the fog of defeat, but we, when we've had these defeats, but we've got some quality players. And if they, you know, we've got Randall, we've got McGinty, we've yeah. got well, Semi. You're right, Bar we've got Luke, and we've, uh, yeah. Genji. That, and I, you put that same team out, and that's in a quality side, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. And um, I feel that, you know, we had a bit of a, a turning point at Irish that was so bad mm. that we've shown some, some sort of improvements mm. very quickly in these European games. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know, should we have a quick talk about what we think of the team? I mean, we don't really, you know, we think probably Thomas Laheef, Woolmore are going to be our yeah, you know, attacker so. will be there. Yeah, you know, I, I think the only real, I can't see many changes unless there's knocks. You know, maybe Diego Bailey, obviously, we may have yeah, Herdy come back on Herdy the wheel. Or, Frick, or, you know, I don't know. Or Ibitara if he's fit. Um, you know, and, and Lane at fullback, don't you think? I, I think it's going to be, you know, pretty much. It, or Jack Bates will start because he finished. Jack Bates finished on on yeah. the look, look comfortable. Would I you? think you know it's it's. I don't think we need to speculate too much about yeah. it. I mean, I'd like to start with McGinty. I think it, we because we right. need him. I think we need his nous to sort of put Saracens on the back foot as much as we can. Absolutely. Um, so I think uh, we won't we won't dwell too much on uh, yeah. on the on what's going to do. But perhaps we will go for a prediction. I was quite dismissive of you last week, yeah. Miles, about predictions. Um, but I feel that this one is one because it is an interesting one. So, Miles. Well, it was also think? an unknown French side, wasn't it? Yeah. Which is hard to predict. You know, yeah, I've been to the Stonex once, never keen to return there, but it's a tough ground to go to, that plastic pitch, um, which is fast. And I think, yeah, it's a tough ask with uh, second and third string teams. Um, Tim's. Uh, teams. Who's Tim? Um, we signed someone called yeah, Tim. Yeah, absolutely. I, <laughs> I'd like, you know, I, of course I'd love to get I think it'll be closer than we think. Yes. Because, you know, we, we, hopefully that we proved in the first half yeah. that we can be great running rugby, tighten up our defence. Um, you know, maybe go for a Bristol 20, Sarri's 23. A if it's gonna, to be honest, Miles, if it's going to be that close, you might as well just go, go 23 to Bristol. I mean... Oh. I think. Well, anyway, you said, anyway, it, you said, said it. it now. Twenty twenty three, Lee. Yeah, I think it's going to be a bit bigger defeat. 
I think, uh, you know, as much as I hate saying it, but I... I they haven't got Malins though, have they? I've re- he's also in England, isn't he? Is he? Malins, yeah. Oh, I didn't realise he was he got picked, called he? up. Well, yeah. well, I do must have, surely. Yeah. Well, in that case, I'm going to change it slightly. I'm going to go Bristol 17, mm. Sarah's 26. Fair enough. Well, boys, because I mean, it's a meaningless task, this or uh, yeah. exercise, I'm just going to go Bristol win, seeing as you. And I'm going to say we'll get amongst them and it will be 25-21 to Bristol. And what's Tony going for? Tony. Because he did just uh, oh ring yeah. in, didn't he, Miles? Yeah, yeah I just he think did just text him with his score, didn't he? Tony has gone for the classic uh, based on historical data and uh, everything taken all into account and current form in the season and championships won and European Cups won. Because he loves his stats. He loves all that. He's put it all through his little uh, microcomputer um, and he's come out with 0 0. <laughs> Tell you what. It's a classic. That, enough, wasn't there one game at the week, last weekend that was nil-nil for quite a long time? It was the Ulster game, wasn't yeah. it? Ulster yeah. against yeah, yeah. Uh, it was um, 60, La Rochelle. Mm. Yeah, and it was terrible. Team. It was last weekend when it was raining, yeah. wasn't it? And yeah. it was nil-nil for ages. And I thought, when was the last time? I know. They'd had a nil-nil. Mads was absolutely pumped in that yeah. game as well. Anyway, you're listening to Bears Beyond the Gate, obviously, because you wouldn't hear you would be if you heard that. <laughs> but as I realise, it's that. You can listen to us on uh, on all major podcast thingies. Obviously, you are now. But the important thing is that if you have got anything to say, like Christopher Haynes did or, or many others, um, then you can contact us via Twitter, which is at Bears Beyond Gate, or Facebook, which is Bears Beyond Gate, or you can email bearsbeyondthegate at gmail.com. And Tony picks them up, and uh, I'm sure he'll reply to you is if you do it. Is that just interjecting it. a little bit? Um, is that a current... Edinburgh just beat the Saracens. Oh, interesting. 20 to 14. Only one is, try by Ben Earl. But is that a good thing? Because well, then they are gonna they don't like to lose yeah, two in a row. Yeah, so yeah. anyway, cheers. Yeah, well there you go. That's I don't think that's gonna change yeah, our predictions. Not gonna change our predictions, is it? Um, but anyway, so we've got a couple of last things to talk about, boys. I thought uh, three things on my on my agenda. First one, contract debacle. <sighs> so Lee. We found Which out in the week. Which one now? <laughs> this is the. Has there so, been more? <laughs> this, as I'm sure most listeners know, this was the announcement in the week that we've now we were deducted five points yeah. um, from the Europe from our European Challenge uh, Cup pool due to um, illegally fielding Elliot Stook for the first two games because he was when he came to us on a three month low a uh, three month signing. He was registered as an additional player with the Challenge Cup, which yeah. was correctly done. Yes. Um, and but then in the meet after he came on as very short subs, I seem to remember against Zebra in Perpignan, he then was offered a contract at Montpellier, um, which we accepted, released him from his contract with us, sent him on his merry way. Yeah. <laughs> only to find out that in the rules of the <laughs> Challenge Cup, which I've got to say, boys, when you register somebody as an additional player I'm sure there are some fairly clear bullet points about what needs to be done and one of them I'm sure is very clear is that the player you are registering has to play for your club for at least three, three months, months. Yeah. now and of course what happened was that he didn't so retrospectively some little bod in the European Challenge Cup admin committee has spotted this mm-hmm. and has said hang on a minute They've broken the rules because he hasn't played for three months. So yeah. retrospectively, he was ineligible. Now, what do you think about that, Lee? Well, 
I did have a little joke on Twitter saying, <laughs> contract cocker us? Surely not. But we're the only one. I, yeah. I do feel like in this particular case, I, I mean, it's black and white, isn't it? We, I mean, yeah. the, like you said, the bullet points are there. They're there for a reason. Yeah. It's, you know, it should be quite easy to follow. Um, but having said that, the caveat is I do feel it was a little bit harsh mm. because, you know, as you said, I mean, we've done the right thing by releasing Stook to yeah. to go yeah. on and actually yeah. have a career, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, it was harsh, but you have to say by the letter of the law, again, it's black and white and, you know, it, it was another cocker. i got to say, I'm with you. I, I Initially, I thought, you know, that's a joke. We've been sort of shafted here. But actually, in hindsight, I'm thinking... I, I, yeah, it's just a stupid mistake, and we, you, you, there's no, you know, the European Challenge Cup committee said, you know, we have to uphold the integrity yeah. of our rules, yeah. and, and and they have to, otherwise, where do you draw the line? It's like, you know, it's like me saying to one kid, oh, you don't have to do your homework because you're a bit tired, whereas you've got to do your homework, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's you, you either do or you don't, and yeah. um, yeah, so so Miles, I don't know about you, but well, I've, I've turned, yeah, I've become you're a bit, right, I, I'm, I'm same as you, I, I thought that was a bit harsh, first of all. Um, you know, the fine, fair enough, but actually, you know, the fact that we nearly, apart from Newcastle's win over the weekend, jeopardise. So the knock-on effect, nearly yeah, jeopardise. That's the, big thing. the biggest thing yeah. is suddenly fans realise we jeopardise home ties in the yeah. next three rounds. Yeah. Not only that, we love home ties, but we wouldn't mind going to away wins. But the revenue that Bristol yes. potentially lost now. Is estimated to be in the four to five hundred thousand pounds. I mean, that so forget the fine, yeah. a little sort of error on someone in the club it's costly uh, has, has been hugely costly if, 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 in yeah. an area where we'll be examining being examined massively um, about uh, clubs' finances yeah. and really whether it's sustainable. So, and then Bristol's defence was, we're really sorry. We didn't realise that Elliot Stuke had a get-out clause in his contract on an early release contract. But you're right. Rules are rules. Yeah. And when registering someone for the club, I think if this was the first time it happened, fans might go, oh, for goodness sake. But it's not, yeah. is it? Yeah. It's the second time there's been a contract cock-up. Um, and heads are going to roll. And, and the, the financial ramifications now... Huge, well, it's funny, it does funny to say that because I mean, obviously, before we played Perpignan, you know, we still needed to get five points and we so did. forth. And yeah, actually, we, we were thanks to Newcastle Falcons, to be fair, mm. who beat um, uh, Connacht, uh, we did manage to get the home tie, yeah, yeah. So, I suppose you know, that wasn't so, but I think the thing is, is that if we had it's now clear that if we had our five points as well, we would have topped. The pool, the table, yeah, because yeah. we would have been above Toulon on, on goal difference, which would have guaranteed a home tie. Now, obviously, the only one you can really guarantee was the round of sixteen, and yeah. we might lose it, yeah. and then therefore we wouldn't have. But you yeah. know, yeah. It, so I don't think we can guarantee say that it would have been three no, lots no, of revenue, no, no, but it was the can. potential for three, yeah. definitely for one. But and, and also, if I was the contract person, say, well, you know, there's still we still guarantee, you know, it's only one, one guarantee, which I, I have delivered that. So um, yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, it, it, I think actually I was trying to work I it out. Contract managers, his P forty five has been tucked yeah. back in the drawer yeah. for a lot more week. I, I bet he had his Falcons half and half scarf on <laughs> everything, didn't he? So, <laughs> I know, I know. But I mean, the um, I mean, the interesting thing about it as well is that up until 
Newcastle kind of won at the end, mm. we were looking at though we were going to lie in fifth on goal difference, and it looked like, or points difference, sorry, and it looked like we'd be playing Benetton away. Mm. But then if we had won that, we would have then had a home quarter final against somebody. Right. And of course, now by coming fourth, we've got a home quarter final against quite a difficult, like a Champions yeah. Cup yeah, team. Yeah, absolutely. And then an away quarter. So actually, there is an argument to say, would it have been better to have gone away to Treviso and maybe an easier away win to then guarantee a nice home win against potentially a much a big you, club? I mean, you could say that, but let's face it, we I think we'd all agree. I, I personally, I'd want Claremont, Claremont at home. Ashton Gate, BS3, a class, like you say, a Champions and Cup side. Especially, especially as there was an outside chance, it could have been Sale. Yeah, because <laughs> oh, you imagine right. that yeah. the nightmares, the fury. We were, I would have to have dusted out that Bristol Post article about the, how furious we were at losing, and they played Sweet Caroline last year to say. Yeah. Anyway, it is what it is, as they say. Let's move on. Second mm. thing on the agenda of our three, Will Porter. Oh. You pick that up, Miles. Yeah, huge disappointment. Was it announced early in the week or end of last week, really, yeah. that he signed next year for Harlequins? Um, you know, I understand we had him on a loan for this season. It's been unfortunate he's picked up a hand injury. But we were, we're chatting, really, that really is there space in our reduced cap for two uh, scrum halves that are so good in, the, you know, Harry Randon and, and Will Porter. And Pete, you rightly said, probably not. No, there isn't. Uh, there isn't. It's just we haven't got that. And it's a huge shame because whilst Harry was injured, he was phenomenal uh, and he was just as good. He's box kicking brilliant. Um, I don't know, are we going to see him play any more games for us this season? Um, hard to say, really, but I, I think it's a huge shame. But you're right, you know, you're always right, Pete, on some things. <laughs> that um, we couldn't have afforded to keep him as well. He would have been wanting to push yeah. for first place scrum half, yeah. as is Harry Randall. Yeah. Sonny's got to give. And the performance on Friday night that yeah. Harry's great and we you know that, that's no, fine. It's, you're right it's a good move for Will Porter yeah. I mean Danny Kerr's not got that many years left no you know he'll establish himself next season no doubt as number one at Harlequins yeah, yeah. you know a good place to go I imagine so yeah fair play to him and we hope we do see him again I mean they hope you know we may need to rotate Harry at some point yeah, knows yeah. Or, you know hopefully he don't get injured but, but there you go um, final thing Lee. Wait, wait. Oh, we got thing. something else. I just want to say quarter. quickly, we should mention uh, the the Cubs, Bristol oh, Bears Cubs, yes. lost narrowly no, today, yeah. didn't they? Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, the women's team have yeah. been doing so well. They suffered a heavy defeat at Chiefs, didn't they? I think it was 41 0. They're having nil, a bit so. of a roller coaster, aren't they? 41 right? 0. Yeah. Switch. Yeah, win high, win heavy, lose heavy. Win heavy, lose heavy. Yeah. That's guy. a strange league, then, isn't it? You're right. Yeah. Some heavy defeats, heavy wins. Yeah. Well, we we just got to keep on. That's it. It's yeah, go again next next week. Yeah, absolutely. But but as I said, final thing. Yes. Now last week we quite literally caused a bit of a stir. <laughs> Get it, boys? <laughs> right? Because we we Love debated it. pot noodles and. Uh, um, uh, did come out on top. I think it was the Bombay I, bad boy. I, I think it? it was. I think no, actually, we got it wrong because what we said it should be pot noodles, yes or no. And I I think the feedback we got was it's not about yes or no, it's about which flavour. Yeah. So we had a bit of a, uh, there was a lot, there was a bit of love for chicken and mushroom. Yeah, my favourite. Uh, which is fair enough. I mean, I actually went out and bought a, 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 a bad boy, Bombay bad boy and had it, like, I had it yesterday for lunch with the hot sauce. It was nice. No, yeah. no, really nice. I loved it, but I, I didn't put it in the sandwich. 
I thought about it actually. Oh, yeah, but no, I didn't. Only one person in the world. Uh, well, we know that. that is. So yeah, I mean, I we quite enjoyed that diversion. But you know what, boys? Another one's come along. Mainly thanks to me actually. After the <coughs> London Irish game, where I I was walking to the ground with Miles, and there was someone with a dry robe in front of me. And I, oh, you know, granted it was cold and wet, but but my in my mind. And I have a dry robe myself. I've got to say, I'm holding my hands up, but they're very, they're very specific to outdoor act, sport you do yourself or watch your amateurish type stuff. Um, and it, in my opinion, they have no place at professional sport watching. <laughs> like so, half and half scarf. Yeah, like half half scarf. It's exactly the same thing. <laughs> yeah. It's it's they have a place, and 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 it's a bit like Sweet Caroline had a place, and then it got. It's like cultural appropriation. It's like they this it's fashion appropriation and i tweeted something saying discuss dry robe at rugby discuss and i had a lot of feedback generally positive saying yeah no out, outrageous yeah. anyway boys i had a parents evening last week <laughs> uh, at school and we have our parents evening in the big hall indoors i'm looking i'm chatting away about gcse options i look up and there's a there's somebody wearing a dry robe <laughs> at parents' evening. At parents' evening. Oh, so oh, I then re-share re my original post saying, update, dry robes at parents' evenings discuss. And that had even more negative feedback. <laughs> anyway, we were laughing with it. Ashton Gate on Friday. I couldn't believe it. Full of them, wasn't it? Well, you boys went robes. on a bit of a hunt, didn't you? Well, you didn't need to a hunt. hunt. It was not really? a hunt and destroy. It was like you between the eyes. It was, it was like so a, obvious. It's like going into a plague of locusts. It was <laughs> unbelievable. Um, now, I want to say I understand why people wore them because it was really, really cold. Really cold. And I wore me long johns, and I wore, actually wore a ski jacket, but I did have me. But I, as I said earlier, there's a line, boys. It, yeah. It feels like you're spreading like Lurapak, doesn't it? And it's got to be, it's got to be shot. It's it's like you know, it's like viruses, like COVID, jump from the animal population to the human <laughs> population. And this is what dry robes have done. They've jumped from the kind of niche outdoor surface market. Surfing. But even yeah. I mean, I'll accept it if you're watching your kids play hockey or netball, like on a diff or football on a on a cold day, you can wear them at the sideline, but not as a kind of leisure thing for watching sport professionally. So absolutely, I may be wrong. There may be people out there that disagree with what I say, and that's fair enough. So, um, But we'd be interested to know what people think about the notion of dry robes <laughs> yeah. at rugby. Uh, Ashton Gate. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I feel that bears beyond the gate are, are definitely a, it's a no-go zone, isn't it? Well, you say that, oh, but then if it gets that popular, I mean, there's a merchandising opportunity. Boys. <laughs> so I think we will leave it at that. Yeah, you know, you, as I said, I, I bumbled away earlier on about how you get in touch with us, but I'm sure most people who listen know Ooh. what they can do. So you're welcome to let us know what you think. Just one quick thing we didn't mention today was obviously the <clears throat> the subject of tackle hikes. Oh, yeah. Uh, can we leave that to next week? We can put that we in can, next let's week. Let's do it for next week. We'll do that one I feel tired. I'm done now. Yeah. I'm done. I, I've had enough. Yeah. So, Fair but shout. that's a great shout, Lee. And I think we will too, because that's a really serious. I think we can't steadily talk about a serious thing having yeah. just talked yeah. about <laughs> 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 So I think we're going to leave it there. Yeah. We're going to say thanks for listening. Um, Look forward to next week's game against Saracen. Everyone have a good week. Keep warm, because I think it's going to be cold for a little bit more. Agreed. And uh, if in doubt, don't wear a dry robe. And stay safe, as and Tony And stay safe, says. as Tony says. Up the Bears. Yeah.